0: What's up fam, it is Coach Jay Williams and I am here on the Get Strong Lose Weight Podcast and today we're gonna be talking about procrastination. Have you ever said to yourself, hey, I'll start on Monday? Now, if you're showing up consistently at the gym, maybe you haven't said that for a while, but maybe back in the day you're like, oh, I'll start that new gym program on Monday or I'll start that new habit I wanna develop on Monday or next time I, next, when things get, easier, I'm going to start that new business or have that difficult conversation. If so, then you have procrastinated. And I want to talk about it a little bit today because I think we all struggle with this to some extent. None of us do all of the things that are on our list all the time. So I want to talk about my experience. And then I want to talk about a couple of ways, uh, a couple of the causes of procrastination and how to beat them. So I've been procrastinating on things my whole life, right? Not on everything. Obviously I've done enough things to get here and I've built a life that I'm pretty happy with, but I've done it enough to recognize it as a problem. So I'll do it sometimes on little things like paying a parking ticket or filling out like tax forms or whatever, but I've also done it on big things. The downside, not paying a parking ticket or forgetting to set up auto pay for something is that it costs you a few extra dollars. But where it really hurts is on the big things. So when I was 27 years old, I decided hey, I need to lose weight. I saw a picture of myself and I was like, I need to do something. And I didn't actually do anything until I was 31, right? That's four years of my 20s with like lower energy, less confidence, less ability, just not feeling good about myself. Hell, I even thinking about, thinking back on this, I decided I wanted to open a gym when I was 14 years old, but it didn't happen until I was like 33 or 34. So almost 20 years. And I just think sometimes just imagine how much, how much bigger my gym would be or how much better I would be as a coach, how much more people I could have helped if I'd have started that gym when I was 14, it would have been, it would have been more of a challenge, but Hey, I would have helped a lot of people. So over the years, I have taught myself how to get better at reducing the cycle time on taking action, at at effectively pushing or eliminating procrastination. It's not completely eliminated, but I've gotten better at it. And now I tend to take action almost immediately. And if you ask some of our coaches, maybe I'm taking too many actions too fast. But I know that if I wait, then the thing is never going to happen. I believe that you're never gonna do it tomorrow. Look, it's not on everything. I still hate doing taxes and I put that off as long as I can, but on the important things, I usually make them happen as quickly as possible. So if you've ever said to yourself, I'll wait till next Monday, think about it. What is the record for the amount of Mondays in a row? You've said that to yourself. For me, it's four years of Mondays. And each time you say that, And each Monday that passes, you tend to trust yourself a little bit less and less to actually follow through until something happens that scares the crap out of you and you actually take action. Or maybe you never take action and you keep wanting to do that thing until the day that you die. So in my years of coaching, I've worked with more than 10,000 people on fitness goals, business goals, you know, and, and life goals. And I believe there's really only two causes of procrastination. And I think there's some simple ways to beat them. It's not necessarily easy, but they're simple. So if you're one of the folks that like likes to put things off and you struggle with this, I think this will help you. So I believe that the first main cause of procrastination is lack of focus. I think most people don't actually know what they want. And it, so I'll ask you, do you know what you want? And, when, and not, not like just a general, yeah, I wanna be happy, but what are your specific goals? Look at your life right now. Are you doing a lot of things because it seems like a good idea or because that's what your parents did or the people around you are doing? Are you actually doing them to please other people? Have you ever sat down and said, what is the most important thing? And so when I think about this focus, like everyone's, I say everyone, people complain about being overwhelmed. And the truth is if you are focused, then you can't be overwhelmed because you're only focused on the one thing. If you're not focused, then all the inputs that are happening, all the news that's happening, the stuff that's happening at your kid's school, the stuff that your spouse or significant other is doing, the whatever's happening in Bitcoin, all that stuff is inputs and then you're overwhelmed trying to manage them. But if your goal was to say, I don't know, make it to the NBA as a basketball player, then you don't care about the price of Bitcoin. You don't care about the news. You don't care about anything else that's going on other than you getting out on the court and practicing every single day to make it to the NBA. So how can we focus? What are some of the tools you can use to bring your focus? The first thing that I want to think about with focus is We talk about life as though we can do all the things at once. We say, hey, these are our priorities. But the root of the word priorities, like priorities is a bastardized version of the real word, which is priority. You can actually only have one priority at a given time. And so the first thing you have to do is start thinking about what is your number one priority? What is the thing that if you could only achieve one thing, let's say in the next 90 days, and everything else was on autopilot, or you got the same results you did the last 90 days, which thing would you choose to achieve? So if you're thinking about losing weight, for example, if you, over the next 90 days, the only thing you wanted to do was lose 20 pounds, and everything else was on autopilot, you would just go to work, do your job, you take the kids to school, you would do all of these other things, and you only focus on this one goal, and, you, and every part of your energy was focused on that one goal, pretty sure that you would achieve that. The problem is most people don't choose the one priority. They say losing weight is important to me, but also going to my kid's PTA is important. Getting this project done at work is important. Doing all these other things are important. And so you end up deciding which thing to focus on based on what's screaming the loudest that day. But if your priority is on losing 20 pounds, then you focus on that first. Maybe you get up a little earlier and do your workout. Maybe you prep your meals on a Sunday and eat them throughout the week. Maybe you make sure that you're getting the sleep that you need to get on a daily basis because that's your priority. It doesn't mean that the other things don't happen. You still have the work project, you still got the PTA, all that other stuff. But given the choice, let's say you missed your workout that morning and you have to do it in the evening, and it conflicts with your PTA meeting, guess what? If your priority is losing 20 pounds, you'll skip that PTA meeting and go do your workout. The PTA is not going to kick you out for skipping one meeting. So first, focus on your priority. The second thing to improve your focus is think about, don't think about managing your time. Think about managing your energy. Pretend you can wipe your calendar clean and focus on the best hours of your day. For me, those best hours are usually the time between five, 6 a.m. and about noon. If I could wipe my calendar clean and just push back all of the other things and just give myself those sort of four hours or whatever it is for you, it might be 90 minutes, what would I focus on? What would be the most important thing? Today, my most important thing, my most important goal today was to record this podcast. And so I'm doing it now at 7.30 in the morning and I'm pushing everything back because this is the most important thing. So if you could manage your energy, you could manage your time so that the the time that you have the highest energy, you're doing the most important thing, where would you focus? And then the third question that I would ask is, what do I need to renegotiate or say no to in order to focus on my most important priority? Because sometimes you're gonna have to say no, right? If your highest energy time is between, let's say nine and 12 and you have to work and your main goal is losing 20 pounds and you have no other time that you can do the thing you need to do great you're gonna have to renegotiate your work right you're gonna have to do something with your work and you might say oh no i can't do that everything is negotiable every single thing is negotiable Now, the thing that stops us from negotiating is the second reason that most people procrastinate is fear most people like focus when i spell out the idea of, of focus i think you get it right and you probably have things that are most important to you and maybe you've even taken the steps to say okay these are this is how i'm gonna do it but when you get to this stopping point of having to renegotiate the rest of your life you might have fear that's stopping you i think a lot of people know what they want to do but the reason they don't get it is mostly because they're afraid to take the steps that they need to take to get there. More, I, and This is one thing, again, coaching 10,000 people, every single person is fearful. Like the, the fittest person that I've ever coached is afraid that they're not doing enough. The wealthiest business owner that I've ever coached is afraid that it's all gonna fall apart tomorrow. There's, everyone has fear. The difference between the people that get what they want and the ones that don't is that they learn how to manage the fear. It's not that they don't have it, it's they learn how to manage it. So I think fear stops most people more than they're willing to admit to other people. But when you do enough one-on-ones, people will tell you. So people are fearful, number one, of committing to a goal. What if you say that you're going to lose 20 pounds and you don't actually do it, right? What if you choose one thing and have to negotiate the rest of your life, and your boss says no, but you've already committed to this thing? What are you going to do then? What if you choose the wrong thing? What if you pick a goal and then you decide three weeks later you don't want to have, you don't want to do that goal? What if something in the world happens that distracts you from your goal? In fact, there's tons of stuff that are happen- that's been happening for the last two or three years, as you're aware, and. Plenty of people have achieved their goals during that time, even despite all of the uncertainty. So what might happen if I do this? I think one of the biggest things is the fear of having uncomfortable conversations. You, if you have to renegotiate with your boss about your working hours, that's an uncomfortable conversation. If you have to renegotiate with your spouse about take, who's going to take the kids to school, who's going to show up to P, PTA, that's uncomfortable. If you're going to have to renegotiate the type of food that you eat in your house, that's uncomfortable. I think that... Your ability to have uncomfortable conversations is directly proportional with how successful and happy you are in your life. And anytime that I find that I'm unhappy, it usually comes down to some conversation that I've been avoiding that I need to have. So I think most people will struggle with things like when they're thinking about starting a program, like what if I don't stick to it? What if I don't know what to do? What if it's not the right program going to the gym? What if I look stupid? What if I'm in way worse shape than I thought? What if it's dangerous? There's all these different fears that kind of surround you that stop you from taking the next step because it's easier just to do what you've always done. But here's the thing in life. If you don't take the time to deal with fear, then you're gonna get the life that everyone else has. You're not gonna give the life that you want. There's four things that I want you to think about when we're dealing with fear. The first one is you need to shift your mindset. And I'm not a big mindset guy. I'm not super woo-woo about this stuff, but I often remind myself that we are all going to die. Memento Mori, right? We are all going to die. Doesn't matter how successful you are, how many people you've impacted, you are going to die at some point so you might as well do what you want. So Just take this mindset of like, you need to do what is important to you. You are going to die and you're gonna die alone. Doesn't matter how many people are around you. Once you cross over, you're alone. And if you didn't live the life that you wanted to live, that's on you, that's not on the people around you. So that's the first one. Take a mindset of you're gonna die, so you might as well do what you want. The second one, very tactical, is a process that I use called fear setting. And it's actually the thing that led me to open my second gym because I was in a tough situation so think about the thing that you're afraid of let's say that you're afraid to start a new fitness program then you're afraid that your biggest fear is that you're gonna look stupid or you're gonna get hurt so take that fear and you're gonna ask yourself a series of questions the first one is what is the worst case scenario right so let's say you start a new fitness program and you go in there and you are totally embarrassed because you're in the absolute worst shape of everybody that's in there. And not only that, but while you're doing a workout, like the seat of your pants splits open. So imagine the absolute worst case scenario and imagine that maybe they're filming that day and that is uh, live going up on Instagram for all your friends and family to see. Okay, so that's the worst case scenario. So then, the second one is what? How likely, on a scale of one to ten, is that worst-case scenario to happen? So one being it's absolutely not going to happen. Ten being it's absolutely going to happen. I'm hundred percent sure of it. So you would say in this case of being the wor- in the worst shape of the, the gym and splitting your pants open and having going on Instagram, it's probably like a two or if you're particularly pessimistic, maybe it's a four or five. Okay. So let's say that it's a four or a five, that you're gonna be super embarrassed, you're gonna be in the worst shape and you're gonna feel like crap, okay? Next question, if that happened, how would you recover? How would you recover if that actually happened, all right? So let's say that all of that happened and you're, you were live on Instagram, pants split, wherever you even became a meme, how would you, you would probably avoid Instagram for a little while, right? Maybe you would either stop going to that gym or go at a time when there's nobody else around. Maybe you would just accept that maybe I am in the worst shape and I can only get better from here, but you would figure out ways to recover. In fact, like, Really, if you think about it, if all of those things happened, like you're not gonna die, you are gonna die, but that isn't gonna kill you. And it doesn't cost you any money. And it doesn't mean that you aren't gonna get in better shape. So really the material impact is pretty low. You're not gonna get fired from your job for being on Instagram with your pants split. So you would be able to recover. You would be embarrassed, and then you would shake it off, you'd get up. Okay, so next question. This fear, this thing that's stopping you from starting a program, from going to the gym, what is it costing you to not take that action? What is it costing you? So if you let this fear overcome you and you're so afraid that you never walk into the gym, what's it gonna cost you? It's probably gonna cost you your health, it's gonna cost you your vitality, Like you're not gonna have the energy that you wanna have. And if you don't have energy, you're probably not gonna perform as well at work. You're not gonna be as good as a wife or a husband because you just won't have the energy to to keep up. Maybe you aren't gonna be as good of a parent. It's actually costing you a lot. So when you think about it, this fear, this thing that is very unlikely, the worst case scenario is recoverable, right? Even if it does happen, even if the worst case scenario comes true is costing you a lot of things in your life just because you're afraid of this one thing. And so the the last question is, what's the first step you can take to lean into your fear? The first step is pick up the phone and and call a coach or show up for that. So this fear setting is something I've done over and over again. I've done it for myself. I've done it with clients because most people's fears never actually come true. And it stops them from doing the things that they want to do. Okay, so that's number two is the fear setting. Number three, and this is one of my favorite tools, is whatever thing you are avoiding, whatever thing you're afraid of, n- make it as small and easy as possible. So let's say that your fear is that you're gonna go to the gym, you're gonna be in the worst shape of anyone who is there. Okay, great. How do we make that task as easy as possible so that it removes the barrier to you actually doing it? So going to the gym at a time when no one else is there and working out for five minutes. Super easy and there's nobody around to light, light up your fear. So make it as small as possible. And then the fourth step is just to rip the bandaid off. I actually find for me, I'm the one who would just go to the high dive and just jump in and i know i'm not gonna die because even though the pool is 20 feet like i'll be able to at least swim to the top and somebody will see me drowning or someone around there will see me drowning so they'll come and save me but just ripping the band-aid off or taking that leap just doing the thing is often less fearful than sitting around thinking about it and planning and plotting how do you beat procrastination if you can get clear about what you want and come up with a priority and then overcome your fear around getting it, you will stop procrastinating. Because in the end, you don't have all the time in the world. And if you start to think of your, think of it as, I'm never gonna do it tomorrow, then you'll find a way to get it done today, and you'll take that first step, and then the next day you'll take the second step, and the third step, and the fourth step, and eventually you'll get what you want funny thing happens when you start getting what you want, you start asking for more because now you have confidence that you can follow through and do the thing. So that's all I got for you today. Hope you enjoyed this. If you did, then please give us a review in iTunes or uh, Spotify. It helps uh, people find the show. And if there's any other questions or things that you want us to discuss, then just shoot us a note at uh, info at Have a great day and we'll see you next time.